Time for the rural news with Sally Murphy in Ōtutahi. Tēnā koe, Sally. Falling sheep meat exports are starting to affect farm gate prices. Kia ora, Charlotte. Well, since the beginning of June, exporters have been talking about tough market conditions for lamb, and now we have some trade data to back that up. In June, just 20,600 tonnes of lamb was exported, a 38% drop on the previous month. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowe says that's over 20% lower than the five-year average. All our markets took lower than usual volume, but the biggest decline was definitely into China. They took just over 8,500 tonne, which was almost half of the May volume, uh, and also the lowest um, for the month since uh, way back in 2017. Mudden exports also took a hit in June. And we shipped less than 4,000 tonne, which was a 40% decrease uh, on May volumes and significantly lower again and compared to June last year. And again, that was all due to less demand coming out of China. Now, overall, the pressure has really come on these lamb and mutton export markets, and we've seen prices retreating really fast. Miss Crowd says in markets where economic conditions are average, consumers are spending less on meat, and that's being compounded by Australia exporting more lamb, which has swung the supply and demand pendulum the wrong way for farmers here. Basically, as a result, these farm gate lamb slaughter prices have dropped by you know, uh, 50 to 55 cents a kilo in the last month. Now, prices, current prices are close to $2 a kilo lower than this time last year. So we're, we're seeing a, a really significant hit at the farm gate in terms of prices. Mel Crowed. The government is partnering with Fonterra to cut coal use in half its manufacturing emissions. Costing $790 million, the project's target is a 50% reduction in manufacturing and supply chain emissions by 2030. This will involve switching to renewable energy in the company's milk collection fleet and manufacturing sites, with a focus on the six which still use coal. Federated Farmers Dairy Chair Richard McIntyre says with a big push for emission cuts on farm, it's great to see work being done in other parts of the supply chain. We hear a lot about methane and the need to reduce our methane emissions on farm, etc. Um, but fossil fuels are, um, are something that we need to reduce a lot and it's something that is used quite a bit in the processing of milk. To get this government, government industry partnership that is targeting reducing fossil fuel emissions from industry is, is really, really good in that respect. And from a farmer's perspective, there are a lot of things that we'd like to do to improve environmental outcomes, be they you know, nutrients or, or emission um, reductions. But they aren't always practical or financially affordable, and whereas this is something that government and, and Fonterra have come up with that is actually a very practical and affordable thing that can be done to reduce emissions, which is a great thing for, for Fonterra farmers and for the country. And the government is committing $90 million to the project through its decarbonising industry fund. The head of the government's procurement arm says it doesn't have complete oversight on buying decisions made by individual ministries. This comes after wool growers were left stunned recently when the Ministry of Education announced US-made synthetic carpet will be installed in over 600 rural schools. New Zealand government procurement appeared in front of the, new, the Primary Production Select Committee this morning to discuss the decision process. General Manager Lawrence Pidcock says ministry de- decisions are decentralised but all spending has to meet a series of guidelines. In 2019, 
the latest government procurement rules came into effect. And the new rules place much greater emphasis on leveraging government procurement to support wider social, economic, cultural and environmental outcomes uh, that go beyond the immediate purchase of goods and services. Those secondary benefits we refer to as broader outcomes. So a key broader outcome rule is in regard to supporting the transition to a net zero emission economy. This supports a whole of government approach to addressing climate change and requires agencies to support the procurement of low emission and low waste goods and services. Mr Pitcock understands the Ministry for Primary Industries is working with the wool industry to bid for more government tenders. We've got kind of procurement coming down as the client, but actually coming up from the bottom, it would it would probably be worth them engaging. I'm, I'm sure they are already with New Zealand um, architects and with the master builders, for example, because often the specification of products sits with the architect or with the builder himself. So, you know, we might buy a building of X million dollars, but the specification would sit with the architect and what actually goes into that building often sits with the builder. So having the conversation with those two about what's the product that's going to be most kind of likely to get success or to get utilized and how what are the attributes and how do we you know make sure we are being specified in those designs would probably be a useful angle as well that's Lawrence Pidcock from NZ Government Procurement. Australian vegetable growers are ramping up the fight against fall armyworm. The bug was first detected in the Torres Strait in January 2020 and has since spread to every state territory except South Australia. It's known to feed on more than 350 different plant species, including fruits and vegetables, and can travel up to 400 kilometres every night. Australian vegetable growers, with help from Hort Innovation, are creating a nationally coordinated program to reduce the pest's population and its impact. The $2 million initiative will arm growers with the tools and knowledge they need to wage war on the pest. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai, te rā.